Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Chiropractic. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Freeman. I've been in practice for over 30 years, and I continue to work in a million-dollar practice that I built, ran, and sold. I've taught, lectured, and coached our profession, and helped so many chiropractors build the practice and the life of their dreams. And now, I want to help you do the same. So here's today's show. I recently had the opportunity to sit with a young chiropractor. She'd been out of school for about six years, had worked in two different practices, um, both integrated practices offering all sorts of wonderful services with less traditional chiropractic care. She and her husband moved to a new state and lo and behold, she went looking for a job. And as she looked around, she had great difficulty finding a, the type of practice that she felt comfortable in. As she and I spoke, she said, I keep finding practices that are all PI practices and personal injury practices are just fine. It's a wonderful way to practice. You help people who've been injured in a car accident and those people have every right and deserve to get better and get healthy again. And as we spoke, she said, I'm really considering leaving the profession and going to nursing school. And this stopped me dead in my tracks. I said, why would you want to leave chiropractic? And the answer was very telling. She said, I believe in chiropractic. I think chiropractic is wonderful when people need it. And I don't think that the, the adjustment is the panacea to everything. So when someone needs it, it's fine. But when they don't, they don't. She continued by saying, I mean, you know, people need exercise, so they exercise, and, and that's a big help too. And I just don't think that they need chiropractic all the time. And after a long pause, I looked at her and I said, so people do need exercise. And she said, absolutely. I said, so everybody needs exercise. She said, well, yeah, yeah, every, everybody should exercise. That makes sense. I, I guess everybody needs exercise. So does everybody, would everybody benefit from, from having better nutrition, from having good nutrition? Absolutely. Everybody would benefit from having better nutrition, she said. I said, well, what about dental care? Would everybody benefit from having dental care? And again, the answer was sure, of course they would. Well, what if their, their teeth were all rotted out? What if they had no teeth at all and they just had their gums and, you know, I mean, do they still need dental care? Do they still need a dentist? And she thought for a second and she said, well, yeah, to make sure that, you know, that there's no infections or no ulcerations, you know, make sure that, that what they do have is still healthy. So I said... If everybody needs exercise, because that would help them be healthier. And if everybody needs good nutrition, because that will help them be healthier. And everybody could benefit from dental care, because it helps them be healthier. Why wouldn't everybody benefit from chiropractic care to keep their bodies healthier all the time? On today's show, we're going to dig into chiropractic philosophy. I know a lot of us think philosophy, that's a dirty word. And why should we have a philosophy? And does everybody have a philosophy? Do we have to talk about philosophy? And the answer is yes. Everybody does have a philosophy. 
in all professions. It's why we do what we do. It's what drives us. It's the glasses that we look at the world through. Philosophy is important. When we talk about philosophy, I know some chiropractors say, well, I'm anti-drug. And, and that's just fine. Personally, I'm not anti-drug. I'm pro-fix the problem. If a person has uh, a bacterial infection, they need an antibiotic, and that's a drug. If you wake up in the middle of the night because you have reflux and you're feeling horrible, you know what? You probably do want a couple Tums or an antacid to help you feel better and get a good night's sleep. What I'm talking about is a chiropractic philosophy of having the body as healthy as it can be for as long as possible at a high functioning level as much as possible. A question that I like to ask patients is how healthy do you want to be? Or if the nerves are pinched, how pinched is okay? I think the body should be working as close to 100% as possible and I think the nerves should be as unpinched as possible so that the joint function, the nerve flow, all of that can be as close to the way the body, the machine was designed as it possibly can be. I love when I get the question in practice of, well, how long do I need to keep coming here? So you're asking me, how long should you continue seeing a chiropractor? I think you should see a chiropractor for the rest of your life. It's called health care. You go to a dentist for the rest of your life. Women go to a gynecologist for their entire life. And there are many other areas of healthcare where you go ongoing to keep your body being as healthy as it possibly can be. That's what we're talking about. Your philosophy, the type of practice that you have, is defined by that philosophy. And the more that you know about the science of chiropractic, about the science of the adjustment, about the afferent and efferent nerves, the more your understanding, the broader it is, and the bigger your practice can become. Having spent years as a chiropractic consultant, I can tell you the doctors that have some of the smallest practices are the ones that have the most narrow chiropractic philosophy. It's amazing to me. Oh, I take care of neck pain and back pain, and I really focus on the muscle spasm and the trigger points, and I want to make sure that I get people good and stretched out, and that's all well and good. But the adjustment, the normalizing of the joint function and the way the nerves are working will correct the entire process. You can do it with just the adjustment. And I know lots of chiropractors that are straight chiropractors. They adjust people with no other therapies and people get fine. They get better, they get healthy, and they stay healthy. I know chiropractors who are upper cervical specific. They do NUCA and see amazing results. I know a chiropractor who's a NUCA specialist and he treats people for a herniated lumbar disc at L5 with his NUCA specialty and they get better. The interconnection of the different parts of the body is so complex, I truly believe that even today, we don't completely understand it. Certainly we have a better understanding than BJ and D.D. Palmer had back in 1895 in the early 1900s. But even here in the 2020s, we don't understand it all. We're learning new things every year. MRI technology is showing us how the brain works. 
and new pathways. And when you do a spinal adjustment, diversified, activator, SOT, flexion distraction, all the different techniques. It's actually been shown on MRI that it changes the way the brain works. The chiropractic adjustment to the spine affects both the afferent and efferent nerves. It affects the entire body all the time. So now that we've talked about philosophy a little bit, and there's always a lot more that can be covered, let's talk again about types of practice. Personal injury practices are fine if that's what you want to do. Work comp practices are fine if that's what you want to do. Obviously, you can do anything that's within your scope of practice and make sense to you. I know chiropractors that really specialize in sports injury only. And they start getting a lot more into the kinesiology and the movement and the specific muscles being strengthened in certain proportions. And all that's important. And all that is chiropractic. And so is the adjustment. This chiropractic adjustment is what separates us from everybody else. What's the difference between a chiropractor and a physical therapist? I used to ask this question all the time when I would talk to chiropractic students or young chiropractors just out of chiropractic school. And the knee-jerk quick reaction that I would get almost all the time is, well, I'm a doctor. Well, guess what? There's now a degree called Doctor of Physical Therapy, so your physical therapist is often a doctor also. So what's the difference? What sets us apart? What makes us a better choice in healthcare than going to the physical therapist? Because I truly believe the chiropractor is the best choice. And the answer comes back to your philosophy. Let's take a minute and break down the workings of the human body and issues that come up into a very simple triangle. So please grab a piece of paper and a pen or pencil and make a triangle. On one corner of the triangle, write the word nerve. On the next corner of the triangle, write the word muscle. And on the remaining corner of the triangle, write the word bone. Okay, now let's talk this through. So let's pretend a nerve is pinched. It's irritated. Something's going on. The nerve is pinched. What does the nerve do? It sends out a signal. It's like static on the line. That static on the line makes the muscle tone change. The muscle goes into spasm. That muscle spasm pulls on the bone because muscles are attached to bone. That bone being pulled pinches on the nerve. Ah, the nerve is pinched. And I use this with patients all the time in practice. So the nerve being pinched makes the muscle go into spasm, pulls on the bone, the bone being out of position pinches on the nerve, and the cycle continues. That's the triangle. Make sense? Okay. How do we fix that? Well, a physical therapist works on the muscle and they stretch the muscle and they massage the muscle and they can do trigger point injections. You can do dry needling. You can do all these things to make the muscle settle down. Okay. You can do a chiropractic adjustment to shift the bone back. Awesome. By shifting the bone back, by changing the activation of the mechanoreceptors, it changes the conduction through that nerve. Changing the conduction through the nerve 
then tells the muscle to relax anyway. So traditional physical therapy starts and ends with the muscle. In chiropractic, we know it's a lot more than that. We start, we start with the nerve because we know that's where it really all comes from. We have our biggest effect by working with the bone to get to that nerve. If you disagree with what I'm saying, let me ask you a question. Do muscles have any brains? No. Muscles follow and do what they're told to do. So what tells the muscle what it's supposed to do? The nerve impulse that it's receiving. The nerve impulse that comes down from the brain through the spinal cord, out through the intervertebral foramina, and then out to the different muscles. When the nerve is irritated, they're static on the line, the muscle tone changes. You may say, well, if I stretch the muscle out, if I get the muscle tone to change, if I stretch it, if I strengthen it, if I massage it, doesn't that shift the bone and take the irritation off the nerve? Yeah, eventually that does work. But when you do the adjustment, that works really well. You can do the adjustment all by itself and it works terrific. When you do the adjustment with physical therapy, it works really well also. So how much nerve irritation does it take to cause the muscle tone to change? Not a lot at all. It takes a lot of nerve irritation to ultimately cause pain. The nerve has to be significantly pinched and irritated in order to cause pain. Our number one goal is always to get rid of pain. If that's all we do, there's an excellent chance the symptoms come back. So yes, help the patient with relief, and then to be sure to take them through the rest of the process, relief, correction, strengthening, and maintenance or wellness care. If you've listened to any other episodes of For the Love of Chiropractic, you've heard me say some of this before, but the relief, correction, strengthening, and maintenance recipe is what gives people what they initially came in for, the relief that they're looking for, with a hope and a promise, although we can never say the word promise in healthcare, but a hope and a promise that this episode could very well be their last episode if we take the time and attention to also provide correction, strengthening, and then maintenance. Having this conversation with your patient, not just all in one day, but a little bit over time, some of it in the report of findings, some of it on daily visits, some of it at the re-examination, is what begins to create people who use chiropractic care to stay healthier longer for a lifetime. And I've known people that don't believe chiropractic is something that should be utilized all the time for a lifetime by everybody. And my question is, are you familiar with the Medicare study that was done years ago? CMS, Centers for Medicare Services, did a study years ago looking at what does chiropractic maintenance care do for the elderly? Now, they were only looking at the elderly. They were not looking at younger populations, so you have to extrapolate some, but looking specifically at people on Medicare, so 65 plus. And what they found, their own research, using their own data, seniors that are under chiropractic maintenance care live longer, 
take fewer drugs, and experience fewer days of hospitalization than people of the same age that are not under chiropractic maintenance care. So what would you want for your parents, for your grandparents, for yourself? What would you want for your own children as they grow up, become adults, and then become elderly? And if we as chiropractors don't share this information with the public, no one's going to tell them. The medical community is not going to tell them. The physical therapists are not going to tell them. The nutritionists are not going to tell them. It's our responsibility. Yes, you need chiropractic care to help you maintain your health for a lifetime. And I'm not picking on physical therapists. Physical therapy is a wonderful profession. It just doesn't have the total impact that a chiropractor can have using the chiropractic adjustment. I would argue that all the areas of healthcare are important and needed. What's the one thing that somebody can do to keep them healthier and living longer? Utilizing the arena of healthcare? It's chiropractic. So as you have these conversations with your patients, it's important to work to transition the patient from a pain model to a wellness model. Very few people walk into any doctor's office saying, I just want to be well. Because unfortunately, healthcare in this country is mostly sick care. Chiropractic is about wellness at the core. You may start with a problem, a pain, an issue. Let's remove that problem, pain, or issue so it's below the pain threshold and then really get you back to health. Being out of pain is the lowest level of health care. That's just barely being out of pain. No, let's maximize that. Do you think somebody should be able to just barely get up out of a chair? No, they should be able to spring out of the chair, walk across the room at whatever speed they want, and go out and be involved in the world and do anything and everything they want to do. And that's what we want for our patients. Another way to help patients and, and understand chiropractic philosophy is to use analogies with your patients that they understand. So if you're talking to an electrician, it's easy to relate the functioning of the nerve to a short-circuited wire or wire that has a spot where the insulation has been irritated or worn away. That makes perfect sense and the electrician gets that. If you're talking to a plumber, you talk about the clog in the pipe and how the stress on that pipe reduces the efficiency of the pipe because it's not open and flowing the way that it should be. Automobile mechanics understand the human body perfectly because a car is surprisingly similar to a human body. When it's not tuned right, it just doesn't work the way that it should. You don't get the mileage out of it that you should. It wears out sooner than it should. And by the way, if you don't take care of your car properly, you need to replace it. So you have to do the maintenance, the ongoing maintenance on a regular schedule. And anybody and almost everybody nowadays works with computers. Everybody understands you have to shut it down sometimes to clean out the, the hard drive, the files, so that the computer works more efficiently again. By doing a reset, it works better. And as for the young woman that came into the office, uh, after we spent time sitting and chatting about chiropractic and philosophy, I also invited her to come shadow in the office, see what we do, re-experience natural, 
holistic, chiropractic care, wellness for a lifetime. Because every chiropractor is important. Everybody that we help is important. And we don't have nearly enough chiropractors to help all the people be as healthy as possible. All right. And that's our show for today. If you have a question about today's show or your own practice, feel free to reach out at thelovofchiropractic.com. Before making changes to your practice, be sure to seek legal advice regarding those changes and regulations in your state. For the Love of Chiropractic is an RGF production, all rights reserved. And thanks for listening. Original music provided by Hunter Rich Music.